Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of FF Plus, your spoiler-free outlet for movie reviews, entertainment recommendations, and discussion. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron, and today, not with me, is Coles, my normal co-host, because my friend Coles, for some reason, does not like musicals, which is a darn shame, I've got to tell you, listeners. And if you have a chance to interact with Coles on social media, please let him know that musicals are a wonderful, joyful genre of film, and that he needs to get on board. But since he's not here... I have the opportunity to do something a little bit different, which is really, really fun. So my daughter and I have been attending musicals together since we've gone to La La Land, and we fell in love with it at the same time. And so tonight, I was able to have her go to the press screening with me. And so she's here tonight to discuss In the Heights and share some of our reactions to the film that we just got out of a couple of hours ago. So thank you for being here, Ashlyn. Hello, everybody. I'm Ashlyn. I'm Aaron's daughter. And we've been watching musicals together for, like he said, a long time now. And I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. Well, I'm excited for you to be here, too, and to have your perspective on this in addition to mine. So it's not just me talking by myself. Okay, well, let's get started. This is, in fact, In the Heights, a musical that was slated to release last summer, as many films were one that we've been looking very much forward to ever since it was announced. It stars Anthony Ramos, Corey Hawkins, Leslie Grace, Melissa Barrera, Olga Meredith, Daphne Rubin Vega, Gregory Diaz-Force, and Jimmy Smits. It is directed by John Chu. It is written by Quiara Alegria Hudes and based on the stage musical by Quiara Alegria Hudes and Lin-Manuel Miranda. What's it about? A bodega owner has mixed feelings about closing his store and retiring to the Dominican Republic after inheriting his grandmother's fortune. All right, Ashlyn. Well, that's a pretty simple synopsis for what is ultimately about a two and a half hour long movie. There are a lot of characters in this and a lot of relationships and a lot of everybody has their own thing going on. So what are some of the things that you like the most about this musical? Well, actually, right into what you said, the main thing in this musical that stood out to me and was one of my favorite parts of it is actually the fact that almost everyone gets a chance to shine. Like you said, this movie follows a lot of different characters, and it really honestly feels like there's not even one main character that you're following for a lot of it. Uh, everybody gets a chance to kind of have their own song or have their own moment, and you follow the whole community as a whole, and you follow each of the individual members, which was definitely my favorite part about this film. Yeah, I, I agree that that's a strong point because it's definitely an ensemble. Anthony Ramos is the lead in the cast, and we kind of follow him and his character, Usnavi, who has a wonderful revelation of how he got his name. I'm not going to give it away because I chuckled out loud when it happened in the film, but a little bit of a unique name. And so it's fun that they get to tell us how that happened. But he is sort of our guide through this community. And it's his main story that kind of everything threads together. This Latin community of Dominicans and Puerto Ricans and other Caribbean cultures and immigrants that had come to live in New York. And so that was one of the things I liked about it was how specific it was to this culture because not only is the Latin community less represented in film than many, many others, but the way in which it 
brings about like a completely joyful celebration of everything about their culture. So yes, they have their struggles, they're immigrants and there were unique challenges that they faced because of that. Some probably fair and some probably very unfair. And yet what I liked about this is that the movie was not made to appease people who are not Latin, you know, in a sense. And what I mean by that is many of the songs and much of the dialogue at times even will switch to some sort of Spanish speaking language and there is no subtitles. And so there's oftentimes when they're singing something and they're flipping back and forth between languages and I actually don't know what they're saying or some dialogue that I may not completely understand and I can get the gist of it because of the acting and because of the tone of the song and the music in the background. But I liked that because it didn't cater to me as a Southern and now Pat Norwest white male and, and my understanding of, of their culture. Instead, it, it was made for those people, I feel like, um, for them to celebrate their own. And, and that was kind of refreshing because I don't think we see that very often. Yes, and I would definitely say that this film did a really good job of representing everybody. It incorporates people from Cuba, it incorporates the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, and it has um, a lot of the cast or the characters in the film are from all around the globe, and they get to just kind of celebrate their culture together and the things that they have in common. And another thing that I really enjoyed about this one, being a fan of Lin-Manuel Miranda's work, i.e. Hamilton, <laughs> but another thing that I really enjoyed about this, regardless of the fact that it is so Latin-based and like all of the music is made to fit that bill, it did still definitely have some of his touch in there. Like you could tell in some of the songs, in the raps, and just some of the long emotional ballads in the film that it definitely had his expertise thrown in there. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to say, oh, that sounds like Hamilton, because there are some Anthony Ramos rap sections that sound just like if he was John Lawrence in Hamilton. And there are also, you're talking about the ballad sections that for me, there are some notes that... Melissa Barrera's character Vanessa hits and some parts that she sings to that really sounds literally like she's Eliza singing in Hamilton like the 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 notes are the exact same pitch the way they hold them the way the ballad sounds I believe this stage musical was actually before Hamilton though and so I'm guessing these songs are all kind of reworked versions of those if not direct copied from the stage musical and so i guess in a sense hamilton kind of came after this but it is undeniably his style what did you think he is in the movie so this is a little bit of a spoiler real quick i'm in a tangent but he is in the movie it's sort of a cameo did it bother you or did you like it personally i really liked it with our showing of it the minute that he came on screen for the first time there were little cheers throughout the audience of people who recognized him as if it was you know stanley in a marvel film and it was just a really nice touch because i didn't even know he was going to be in the film but like drawing back to hamilton he obviously played in that and i think it was cool that he also played in this musical as well yeah the first time that they show him it's actually really brief and so it felt like oh that's a cameo because you could blink and miss him and you'd be like oh, it feels like oh hey they're just like he's just in there for a second but then he shows up again and then he ends up having like an actual part in the movie and it is 
quite a bit of fun, I will say. He, he's part of the comedy addition to the film. And so before we get off songs, I'm going to keep this in the like department. I loved the music. I thought that it was very broad. There's a lot of different styles of song and music that is being expressed. And it, again, these are very culturally specific styles of music. And I thought that it, in context of the film, watching the movie, the songs worked great. They were big, bombastic, show tune numbers that look and sound amazing on a big screen. The way that it's shot by John Chu, the cinematography, it, it adds to the flair. There's an incredible choreography to the dance numbers going on that was a huge standout to me. Uh, I just love, I could watch like huge number of people dance in sync all day long. It just looks amazing. It's so colorful and vibrant and full of life. And the music captures that. It also captures the slow and the quiet and the sad moments. One thing that I think is interesting, though, is that this is not the kind of musical like a La La Land where you immediately left and felt like you wanted to put the soundtrack on. At least I didn't. Yeah, uh, that was definitely one of the main things I noticed, too. As we got out of the theater, I was like, oh, there's not really a song here that was catchy or one specific repetitive chorus that was going throughout the movie that you leave and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I want to listen to that. I want to put that on repeat. I want to that's stuck in my head. And like you said, the music works really, really well in the film, and it's loud, and it's got lots of pieces to it. It's got Spanish underneath the uh, the English, and then it's got English underneath the Spanish, and it's all over the place. But then you leave the film, and there's not one specific song or anything that really gets caught in your head like it would with A La La Land or a Hamilton or most other musicals. Yeah, it's just there's no repetitive lyrics that you get stuck in your head and you find yourself wanting to sing. I hummed some of the music from some of the tunes, but with the exception of little pieces of songs, there's one song called 96,000 that's probably my favorite because of just the choreography to the number. It's a kind of a fun song about a winning lottery ticket in general, <laughs> like people singing about what they would do with a bunch of money. That just is going to lead to it being a bunch of fun. And there were some really well-worked-in Lord of the Rings references as well, which, you know, kicks it up a notch in my book. Characters, I would say, are a strength. I loved the different characters in this. I thought that they all had a very important part. Their stories were important to tell. Their different perspectives from the abuela, the grandmother figure that is kind of always there to nurture the community, the immigrant community, as it's growing and expanding. And then... Uh, my favorite character probably was a character named Benny, who was played by Corey Hawkins, and I just absolutely love his character. He brings a lot of fun and a lot of energy, and he's just a hoot, in my opinion. I, I just thought he was, and he has some like underlying heart, because he gets he's one of the characters that has a romance as well, and the way that we get to that, it's just so pure. Like, the romantic stuff in this, it's it's honest, and it's sweet. And it's not rushed and it's not gross. And I don't know what there is about it, but it just, it felt refreshing to me. And I 100% would agree with that. On the romance subject, I actually think that it's really interesting that they don't highlight the romance specifically. So like, if you were to watch La La Land, you know, it's obviously a romantic musical that is completely 100% based on these two people's relationship. 
with this movie, there are obviously relationships in it, and those do play an important part in the people's lives, but the characters have their own things going on, and that is a main part of this film, is that they're, you know, deciding what to do with their lives. Are they going to stay here? Are they going to try and pursue a different path? And the romance is kind of just there as another thing that affects that decision, and those relationships are still there, but they're not always the main focus. Right. They're not, and they're not making decisions based just on their romance exactly. either, which is what so many stories and movies and films and whatever tend to do, is they make characters have these big problems that they're dealing with, but ultimately it'll come down to, but I gotta stay for the boy, or I gotta stay for the girl, mm -hmm. and this goes around those tropes, and it actually deals with it in a much more mature, and I think effective way, an important way for the, the stories it really is highlighting the very real stories that come out of this area and these people. Is there anything else you wanted to mention in the highlights? Not particularly. Uh, we did kind of touch, it on, touch on it already, but I would say one of the main things as well that I really enjoyed about this film is how big everything was and how loud and how colorful. And I think it really definitely encompassed that latin cuban spanish kind of feel every single dance number you have all of these colors and all of these different sounds on top of each other and it's loud and it's just a really beautiful film that i that was just something that i really enjoyed about it yeah absolutely yeah, it, it nails the aesthetic it's going for mm -hmm. all right well is there anything that you didn't particularly like about this one I wouldn't say I had any particular dislikes about it. The only real thing would be, as we said earlier, that there wasn't really a catchy like song. Like, I don't want to go home and listen to the soundtrack necessarily on its own. I would say it definitely has some rewatchability for me just because I really enjoyed the movie. But I wouldn't consider it a negative necessarily that it didn't have that catchy song. I think it's just kind of a different style of musical. So other than that, I didn't really have anything that I specifically did not like about this film. Yeah, I would agree wholeheartedly. Preference-wise, I prefer musicals that give me a soundtrack I want to go home and listen to. Even Cats. Like, we liked Cats. And we immediately listened to the soundtrack, even though Cats as a movie is definitely lesser than In the Heights. But the soundtrack was something we wanted to put on and sing to and listen to. And In the Heights didn't do that. I do think that it works perfectly well i want to see the stage musical like you mm -hmm. we both talked about that on the way home because i think it feels so much like the songs are perfect for a stage musical because they really are it's a musical like they're singing the lyrics they're singing or singing that of course they're singing the lyrics but they're singing the story mm -hmm. through as it the plot progresses where i would say this has a little bit of a step down for me in relation to the greats of, of movie musicals that I would prefer is just that I think that the pacing on this one is a little bit off. It, it does run long. It feels like it runs long. I don't mind length in a musical. Stage plays are three hours plus, usually. Now they have an intermission. So I understand the story being long, but there is just a weird pacing to this where... I feel like some of the characters are dealing with similar issues and that it becomes a bit repetitive with its themes, the way that it approaches their struggles and their challenges. Like they'll, they have a struggle and then they kind of move a little bit forward, but then they stay same struggle, move a little forward, same struggle, move a little forward, same struggle. We get it. 
way before we get to the point where there's any kind of resolution. By the time the film wraps up, I will add, I was in tears. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I had teary eyes. The movie is very emotionally moving. For people that <laughs> have any sort of heart, I would think you would be compelled to cry for many reasons in this film for the characters, honestly, because you want better for their community and because you want to see them succeed and you want to see their relationships flourish as well. But so the length is a little bit of a tractor for me or the pacing, not really the length, but the pacing with the length, the lack of a memorable number that I wanted to sing over and over. I would have preferred that. And otherwise, yeah, I think it's really great. It is definitely one of the highlights of the year so far for me. Well, what we do, Ashlyn, normally is we decide what our recommendation is going to be. We don't give it a star rating here on this particular podcast. We just tell people, do we think that they should go see it in the theater? Do we think that they should wait and just watch it at home? This is going to be a day and date release. So it'll be out on HBO Max on June the 11th as well as in theaters. And so you could just watch it at home. So do you think they should go to the theater? Do you think they should watch it at home? Or do you think that it's skippable? I would definitely say if you can get the opportunity to see this in the theater, that it is absolutely worth it. There is so much going on on the screen at all times. So the bigger the screen, the better in that regard. And the sound, I think, is absolutely worthy of like full surround sound in a movie theater. Plus, I mean, if we're being honest, it is just a really nice experience to go see something like this in a theater. And when there are those cameos and those fun little moments, you can kind of hear everybody else chuckling or you can, you know, have everybody cheer when they see Lynn on the stage or on the TV. (laughs) (laughs) So I would personally recommend going to a theater if you're able to. And I would wholeheartedly agree. It's a theater movie. It's a communal movie, like she's saying. It's something you want to experience with other people. It's bringing joy. It is bringing happiness, and it is just, like I said, bombastic. It is over-the-top production-wise. There are even some like points where there, there are some surreal moments. There are some specific moments that I was like, hey, that looks like La La Land. Hey, that looks like La La Land. When there's a person jumping into a body of water, you have to understand it looks just like the person jumping into the pool in La La Land. And a choreographed swim scene out right afterwards. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> there's there's that. And then there's like a, a very similar scene to when Sebastian and Mia end up dancing in the stars towards the end of this film in a surreal way. That takes place with a romantic couple as well, something kind of akin to that. But those are not negatives. Those are like, I'm okay with that because you're paying some homage maybe to my favorite. Anywho, I digress. Yes, go see this in a theater. We both recommend it. June 11th, in theaters, HBO Max. Definitely one of the best films of the year, so make sure you get a chance to see it. With that being said, we are done with this episode. We hope that you enjoyed, and we would love to hear what you think about the film when you get a chance to see it. You can hit us up on Twitter at Feelin' Film or just come join the Feelin' Film Facebook discussion group and talk movies with us all day, every day. We'll be back soon, but until then, keep Feelin' Film. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. These help increase visibility for the show and grow our community of listeners like you. We also invite you to connect with us further by joining our ever-growing Facebook discussion group. A link to that is in the show notes, or you can just search on Facebook and find us that way. If you'd like to continue the conversation with me, 
You can follow the show on Twitter at FeelinPhil or connect with me in the Facebook group. I'm very active in both places and I'd love to chat. And if you want to connect with me, you can find me at Shoeless Patch on both Facebook and Twitter. But be sure to tag me in any comments so that I'll be notified and not miss you. Once again, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Until then, stay positive. And keep feeling film.